0: All right, guys, here we go, guys and gals, VFL show, at the VFL show, on Twitter, slash X, and the VFL show in your search bar, I'm pretty sure that soon, you'll be able to catch me on, uh, on Apple Podcasts, as soon as that gets, that whole situation gets sorted out, so that'll be really cool. Uh, here we go. Friday before a big, huge, massive game for Tennessee against Missouri. Going to Columbia. Uh, Tennessee has a chance to improve its record to 8-2. They still have a chance to get to 10 wins in the regular season. Everything is in front of them with some help. They can end up in Atlanta. And I know that you know nobody really wants to hear these things um, because it's too soon. Uh, a lot can happen. Still got to beat Georgia. Georgia's got to lose, not once, but twice, including to you. And I, I, I understand all that. But to be in, you know, first, second week in November and be able to say these things is uncharted territory for Tennessee and the fan base, the fan base, because it's been a while. Uh, I want to say 2007 was the last time Tennessee's been in the SEC title game and they haven't won one since the national championship year of 98. So it's, you know, you're talking about 15 years plus of just, you know, not, not being competitive uh, enough in the, in the East, uh, you know, in the SEC East to actually do anything. So, I mean, this is fantastic. Uh, Obviously Ole Miss, you know, Hey, hotty toddy, baby vol nation. Uh, just for this weekend is going to need to be huge Ole Miss fans, uh, and hope that Lane Kiffin can work some magic, uh, arch nemesis Lane Kiffin can work some magic in, in, uh, in Athens and, and get out of there with a victory. And then, you know, Tennessee takes care of business in Columbia against Missouri. And then you've got a, you've got yourself a showdown, um, of massive proportions. I don't think that there's any amount of loud, uh, that Neyland Stadium has been that anyone's heard until they hear how loud that stadium would be for Georgia and Tennessee if it's for the east and and you know I mean if it's for the east I really don't know how Tennessee doesn't win that ball game to be honest with you because they just the crowd is going to be electric Carson Beck's not going to be able to hear anything anyway we've got time and and you know we can get in all that at, at at a later date but this game in particular 330 CBS uh, first of two in a row for Tennessee being featured on c b s at three thirty uh Brady Cook has been really good he's hit kind of a skid so far uh the last couple of weeks because you're you know you're stepping up in competition you know when when you play you know teams like georgia uh obviously you know it's gonna be a little bit harder for you to get those numbers that Brady cook got earlier in the year. So he's cooled off, but still a really good quarterback. Um, can use his legs, probably won't as much as most people think, but he has the ability to. He's got a really strong arm, he can make the throws he needs to make. So that means Tennessee's front, you know, 3 4 defensively is going to have to be really, really good, you know, because that will provide the opportunity for the back end uh, in Tennessee's secondary to have themselves a chance because you've got Luther Burden, who we'll all get to in a second, Um, as well as uh, Cody Schrader for Missouri is their running back, but he can also catch balls. So, you know, I mean, Missouri has guys that, you know, for Cook to throw to. Super important for Tennessee's defense to have answers in the secondary. And without Kamal Haddon, that's a little bit more difficult. Obviously, everybody's worried about the secondary after the Kentucky game. Um, UConn was able to throw a couple of passes that maybe Tennessee fans didn't want them to throw, even though they didn't score any touchdowns in that game. There has been... You can see, if you if you're watching games, you can see that Tennessee's defense is vulnerable, is my point. And a guy like Brady Cook can make you pay. So I feel that Tennessee's defensive line is better than Missouri's offensive line. So there's going to be there's going to be chances for you know James Pierce Jr. and company to get in the backfield and make Brady Cook's life hard. And that's what they're going to have to do to give their back end a chance. Uh, on the other side of the ball. Joe Milton has come alive with his legs. He's gotten more accurate passing, uh, Alabama game included. He's been really efficient uh, the last couple of games. That's going to need to continue uh, for Tennessee to have a chance um, at getting at you know getting out of Columbia, Missouri with a win. Um, the running back room for Tennessee is going to have, you know, probably a day. Uh, I, I would say that once you get through that initial defensive front from Missouri, their second and third levels are, are, are not as good. So for guys like, you know, Jabari Small and, and Jalen Wright and Dylan Sampson, they're going to be able to, I mean, in, in my opinion, they're going to be able to do what they want. Now, will they? I mean, that remains to be seen. That's why you play the game. But, I mean, that's what they've done all year. All year. Uh, Texas A&M's defense coming in to Knoxville was regarded as as they did this and they did that and they held their opponents to this and then Tennessee just destroyed that same with Kentucky um and other opponents this year so I mean I, I mean Alabama game taken out of it Tennessee's your rushing attack has pretty much done what they wanted to do um throughout the year and I think that will continue um I look for a Tennessee win, you know, just, just on a personal level. I mean, the spread, I believe, has ballooned to two for Tennessee, and, I, and I'm and i thinking that Tennessee will cover if it's two. If you get those late tickets, you know, today and tomorrow before kickoff, and it balloons to three, I don't know if Tennessee covers because I'm thinking that it's going to be 34-31 Tennessee. That's just my prediction. Um, so... You know, as as you guys have sent me, because I've been I've been pretty active um, on social media. Um, I've put some stuff out there, and I have to find it. But you know, I asked people what their confidence was um, from one to ten. Uh, in terms of how does Nation feel that Tennessee will do this weekend against Missouri? Um, Got a couple of fours. I think there was a three, but for the most part, everybody, um, if you're not a nine or a 10, you're in that, you know, there's a lot of six to eight ranges. And I think that a lot of people fear what happened last year in you know in, in in the other columbia south carolina might might bite tennessee where maybe they're not 100% focused um, it's late in the year but i feel like this team has taken you know the worst of its losses already and i feel that there's a really good chance that they can win out georgia included uh, you know georgia's going to walk in here with a, a, a potentially 27 game winning streak uh regular season winning streak, a chance to go to 28. And Tennessee has a chance to stop that in their house. And I think that's a big, big thing um, for Tennessee to be able to do. Also looking at my social media. So we've got orange britches. Tennessee will wear the orange pants, white jersey. And the white helmet, I was I was kind of thinking to myself, and, and I put this out there too, that maybe Tennessee would go with the orange helmet. They have not done the orange helmet this year. And the last time we saw it was for um, the game in Columbia, South Carolina last year, which didn't go over well. And there, I've received a lot of response um, on social media about them not ever wearing it again because it's bad luck and Hendon got hurt, and essentially it ended our, you know, they wore that helmet when the college football playoff chances were, were dashed. Look, a helmet has nothing to do with the way that a team plays, but it leaves a memory. So there are people who think that this is garbage, and that they can wear the helmet, and it'll be great, and wear it this game, wear it that game, wear it any game, and there are people that are saying that I would rather ever, never, ever uh, see that helmet again um, so I mean I got Tennessee 34 uh, 31 I think that that's a that, you know that's a fair score um, I think that it's 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 doable it could also be more for Tennessee and it could also be the other way so I mean you know hey the game's played on the field and that's the reason why it is uh, Eli Drinkowitz the coach for Missouri at his presser a couple of days ago had mentioned that Luther Burden uh, is questionable for this game he had the ankle injury against Georgia and he came back but he wasn't really effective um, I could tell you from everything that I, I, I've heard and, you know, uh, athletically what you do as a younger person, a couple days later it hurts. It doesn't hurt at the time because of adrenaline and everything like that, but once you stop playing and, 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 and swelling happens and bones get a chance to chill for a few days, that stuff hurts. So if Luther Burden, uh, which is not only the SEC's best receiver, but one of the best wideouts in the country, if he is 80%, he's not going to be, he's still going to be really, really good, but he's not going to be totally what he would be. And I think that, look, if I'm Tim Banks, I'm being real honest here, I'm telling my defensive guys to, to tackle him by the ankles. And that's not malicious. That's not, you know, being mean or rude. Uh, this, is, this is football. It's a violent game. It's, uh, you know, it's it's, you know, it's not a sport for the, you know, for the, for the week. And if he's going to go out there and play big boy football, he's going to get big boy tackled. Not only um, in his midsection or shoulders or, or legs, in his ankles. Because that's, you know, I mean, Tennessee is, look, we're out here to win a ball game. Uh, and I think that you have to uh, legitimately do these things um, in order to win. Uh, Other numbers that may be of some interest, Tennessee has lost four of its last six as a true road team um, with victories coming against Vandy last year and Kentucky this year. Uh, The road, you know, the road issues are issues, and it's something that Tennessee is going to have to um, figure out. Um, Under Josh Heupel, I think they're a 500 team. I think six and six or something like that. Uh, as a road as a road team under under Coach Hype. So uh, the matchup predictor on ESPN gives Tennessee a 60% chance to win this game. Um, it also gives Georgia a 60% chance to win uh, the next game uh, against Tennessee. So there is that. Um, be sure also and check out the 1796 Sports. It's the 1796sports.com. Um, they not only have, uh, University of Tennessee Athletic News, but they have Memphis Grizzlies, Nashville Predators, uh, and Tennessee Titans. So they've got your Tennessee news covered. Uh, one-stop shop for Tennessee sports, the 1796.com. My show is there. Um, so be sure and check them out. Uh, also make sure and subscribe to the VFL show where you get your podcasts, including Apple podcasts. Uh, that will be a new spot for, uh, all of your VFL show needs. I just got an email as I was talking to you guys about, about the show being on Apple Podcasts, so that's a good deal, uh, at the VFL show on Twitter and slash X. Um, will Tennessee get Lane Kiffin's help? First, they have to play their ball game at 3.30, and then we will find out. Uh, and then with that, I will talk to you guys next week. Um, before I get out of here, though, Um, I absolutely have to read a couple of comments that were sent to me. So I did um, put a post out there on X about if anyone has a question, comment, uh, emotional outburst, I wanted you guys to send them to me. So... I'm going to read those as soon as I can find them. Uh, An update Tennessee is also ranked 13th in the college football playoff. In the newest poll, Uh, Missouri is ranked 14th. So, um, number 13 versus number 14 this weekend. Okay, here we go. Melinda on X said to me, I wish we could get a game where the so-called Vol fans weren't acting like a lynch mob wanting Milton benched. It's really old. Get behind your guys or get on. Okay. It's a fair point. So I've been behind Joe all this year, um, and I have not wavered, and he has had his moments, but he has not lost Tennessee any games. He is... 7 and 2 to this point in the year after playing 9 games and I think that people after seeing Nico people would want Nico but knowing that Nico needs a little bit more work Nico's going to be the guy next year and I think unnecessary pressure is being applied to Nico because of what a lot of fans want he came in he was athletic he's got to bulk up a little bit but Nico is going to be fine he he's got a great arm Joe is the guy right now and he's only got a couple more games in the Tennessee Orange, only a couple more times running through the tee, and I think that we should all support him because he's been at this a long time—six year in college, third year at Tennessee. I think he's doing fantastic, and he's going to lead to Tennessee. He's going to lead Tennessee to a few more victories. So I agree with Melinda. You know, let's support the guy. I don't want to tell people how to fan, and you could fan the way you want. But Joe's a good dude. I met him, and uh, I think he's got a little bit more magic left in his shoes this year for Tennessee. So thank you, Melinda, for that. Uh, Rodney sent this comment in with the new playoff rankings. It's 13 versus 14 has to be the most anticipated matchup of the short lived rivalry with Missouri Rodney. Thank you for that. I don't think it's a rivalry. Uh, Missouri has gotten Tennessee a couple times, but I believe Tennessee has won four straight. Um, this will be in the series. Um, because Missouri came in with Texas A&M in 2012 to the SEC. This will be... This will be the most anticipated matchup, Rodney. You're absolutely right about that. I appreciate your comment. Um, we got Doug Carter sent me this. RD has to be world beaters this week. Luther Burden is 100% playing. Don't let Drinkowitz fool you. There is some gamesmanship with this comment that Eli Drinkowitz has has put out there. Um... I guess he was saying that, you know, Luther is in a a different color jersey because he's not quite ready to take contact. And they'll, you know, the team will, you know, assess this, you know, today if Luther Burden is going to play and at what level. I believe that, Doug, there is something to this. There is something to say about, you know... This is more of a chess match and a mind game, not just a physical game in football. And if you can make your opponent think that maybe he's not playing, uh, you might be able to accomplish something during the game. I don't think for one second that Josh Heupel in Tennessee should be fooled about Luther Burton playing or not. I think he's going to play. He might be 70 or 80%, but he is going to play. So I agree with you about that, Doug. I appreciate your comment. Uh, Morgan sent this in to me. Um they didn't want their comment used, but I'm gonna, I told them I was I was gonna I was gonna use it. So thank you, Morgan, for this. I see this game being on defense. Whichever defense shows up wins, and I believe that that is the, there is something to that. Um, I think Tennessee's defense is better. Um, it is there could be a lot of points in this game. So whichever defense limits those points will will you know can be can't have the upper hand and may come out of Columbia with a victory. So Morgan, I appreciate that comment as well. Go vol yourself on X says, uh, vols by fitty." I like that. I like that. Go vol yourself. I appreciate your comment. I agree. Hopefully, um, LemonParty.org, uh, at hollow volunteer on X says, Tennessee is going to pull a 2022 LSU road trip in Missouri and beat the absolute dog bleep out of the Tigers. Thank you. lemonparty.org for that. I hope you're right. Um, I appreciate all the comments uh, that were sent. Um, there is one in my DM that I do need to get to, and it's from Eric. Eric lives with the Missouri fans in St. Louis, and Eric, I'm sorry about that, but he, he does make St. Louis home. Uh, he says, they are underrated as an obnoxious fan base. They don't show up, and they act like football is dumb when they are losing. They come out of the woodwork after they win a few. Game day is an opportunity to drink. The game is secondary. They like to show up late and leave after the band plays. Parking and tailgate passes are higher price than tickets right now. A truly sorry fan base. I hope we can make it five in a row and send this series pa- and send this series packing on a high note. Because of course, Eric is saying Tennessee and Missouri won't get together every year. Uh, He continues by saying Schrader and Burden are ballers. Vols will have to play physical. Cook gets shook if you hit him. Need Pierce to show up on Saturday. Eric, you're not... You're speaking some truths here. Um, Pierce can have himself a game. Uh, Cook is really, really good. But when he gets hurt, kind of like Joe earlier in the year, it shakes him a little bit. So I am sorry that you have to live there, but uh, Eric did say that he is going to be at the game, so... Uh, I hope he enjoys. Go Vols. Um, I appreciate all those questions, comments, emotional outbursts. Keep them coming. Uh, At the VFL show to my DM or I will be tweeting out uh, that uh, or posting. I will be sending that post out every week. So uh, be sure and uh, get in on the action. Um, Go Vols this weekend. We'll talk to you Monday, hopefully after a big Tennessee win. Uh, Jason out. Bye-bye.